Hey guys, two of my all-time favorite people have started a podcast. We've got a great episode for you today. Join us on eavesdropping with Melanie and Shara. Get connected to your heart, get connected to your body, and get connected to yourself. They may not have all the answers, but they do have all the questions. Okay, here we are. Here we go. I'm so excited. (laughs) I am so excited. I'm, yeah, I'm also a little bit nervous, which feels weird because there's literally only two of us here. So that feels funny to me. (laughs) And who, God only knows, it's going to be like my three friends that are going to listen to this. Same. Hi, mom. And and this one girl in Germany that wanted to hear my podcast. (laughs) Fair enough. That feels about the same for me. Randos. We love you, Randos. Yeah, she's actually amazing. It's actually she inspired me to push a little further on this. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, I'll share okay. more at the end. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's start by introducing ourselves. Melanie, you want to go first? Sure. I hate doing these things. Like, Same. I hate introductions. <laughs> I was like, can't we just hang out and you get to know me? But they have to know who we are a little bit. They do. I know. But so my name's Melanie Huggard. Hi, Melody. Hi. Should I do that joke about... <laughs> anyway. Um, so currently in my life, I'm, I'm 47. I'm married for... How long am I? I've been with my husband 29 years. Wow. 26 of those years married. And I have three kids. Um, and I am... Oh, I should not be smacking my lips. <laughs> Newbie, first timer here. Episode one. Episode one. Here we go. We're leaving it in. Um, But I'm a life coach. And I really enjoy coaching women and men too. I do have a couple male clients, but typically my my clients are women. And um, I help them through various things. And one of them being is learning how, how to like come out of codependent cycles, how to love themselves, how to listen to their heart and connect to that voice because they've a lot of times been violating and mm. ignoring that voice yeah. and so learning to listen to that voice again is a journey because yeah. uh, we do get trained to ignore what we need and what we want for the benefit of others yeah. and um so going on that journey with women is one of my favorite mm. yeah I love that too how about you um hello I am Shira. Um, I am currently unmarried, no children. I am also a life consultant. Um, and something that you're going to kind of learn from me a little bit is I actually don't like the term coach. I don't either. <laughs> because I don't think that that's really representative of what we do. Yeah. So um, I'm a life consultant. And what that means is a lot of life coaches, they ask a lot of questions, which I think is really good. But I also like providing structure for my clients because many times they're coming out of structure that feels known and safe and they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I have to be able to give them at least a semblance of what new structure is going to look like. So there's also a lot of education with my clients in helping them build and create uh, the new structures in their life. And so, yeah, life consultant and, oh my gosh, five million other things. But I know. Gosh, I always forget the coach consultant thing. Yeah. That's why I hate introductions. Yeah, fair enough. I know. You were like life coach, and I was like, yeah. 
because I know you don't either, but people don't know. Yeah. I feel like people don't, like, people are like, what's a life consultant? And then I'm like, oh, I'm a life coach. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. And that's kind of annoying. Yeah. So let's get the word out there. It's technical. And, and, and it is like coaching is a very specific modality. Yeah. And, um, you don't give advice. You don't give Mm -hmm. any kind of education. You're just helping dig out of somebody what's inside and what they want to do, which is a beautiful process. But a lot of times it's not enough. Like just that process alone, people want more. Yeah. Um, and so that's also, I, I don't only coach. I can be a coach. I know how to just do that by itself. But the consultant, I need a, I don't even love consultant. I'm like, I need a new word. <laughs> okay. We can I, make one up. I don't, I don't know. We got to figure it out. Maybe maybe the listeners can help us figure that out. Yeah. That'd be cool. That feels great. It just can't be 15 words long. No, it can't. <laughs> it, can't. It, has to, it has to, like, roll off the tongue. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, well, what do you do? And it has to make sense, right? right? Like, life coach, people are hearing about that more and more, so that, yeah. that makes a little more sense to people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if someone said heart coach, well, what the heck does that mean? You know, or heart consultant. Like, right. They're like, cardiac? What? <laughs> no. Yes, exactly. Fair exactly. Enough. Well, let's chat about how we met. Oh, my gosh. I think this is the funniest story. I love it. But also because I feel like the very beginning of our relationship is very indicative of how our relationship has always been. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is not bad. It's good. It's just been like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've... Some of my initial meetings with my other friends, I'm not sure that the initial experience has carried through the whole, the whole relationship, and so it's it's been fun to kind of be in a relationship like that. <laughs> what you what you see is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually was um, attending a conference for single people. Yes. And I walk into this at, for, to the registration table, and I'm giving this person my name. And I, do you, did you like jump out of your chair or something? I don't know. It was some big, also, I'm I was an, at the registration table. I was yeah. an, I'm an introvert. And so like external stimulation can be overwhelming, especially for, for new situations, which this was, I didn't know anybody in this place. And so I walk in and they ask for my name and I say, my name is Shira Bettis. And, um. And then Melanie's like, oh my gosh, I recognize your name. I think I know you. It's just so exciting to me. Well, that may not be actually what happened. That was my experience of her. (laughs) She was just very big, which is funny because if you guys have not met Melanie in person, this girl's like five Five foot foot. nothing Mm -hmm. and I'm five eight. So um, it was fascinating that this little person just felt so (laughs) overwhelming and big. And I just, I, you guys, I, I did not know what to do. I think, I think I probably shut down a little bit. You you stepped, you literally took a step back. (laughs) Like you took a physical step back from the table. So you walk up to the table and I had saw your name on the list, you know, never, never knew you outside of that list. Right. And so I was like, I wonder, I wonder how she says this name. And is it Shara? Is it like Shira? Is it what is it? And so, <laughs> when you actually came to my, okay, yeah, to my you, line, I came to you. You yeah. came to my line, and you're like, I was like, oh, how you go, Shara Pettis, and I go, oh, 
Sherrod, that's such a great name. I love this name. And I was like, Sherrod. And I did like a cheerleader mm-hmm. move. So yeah. that's that's what you thought. I jumped up because I did. Oh. Sitting in my seat, I yes. lift my, both my arms above my head. Sherrod. Like, that makes sense. Like now. a cheerleader move. And, <laughs> and you literally like took a step back. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like that is a great introduction to like... Mm-hmm. The dynamic of our relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor little introvert me, <laughs> taking a minute to absorb extroverted Melanie. Yes, but it's been really great. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not been bad. No, it, that's not in a bad sense at all. And I never thought I'd see you again. And then <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I didn't. You've never told me that. No, I'm, I was just because I'm I'm a married woman. I was just. I thought you knew you were gonna see me. No. No. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. I had I was like, oh, I'm just these are just people attending this workshop, this conference, whatever. And I was volunteering because I knew the people putting it on and I was helping them out at the registration <laughs> table. And Okay. And so when I saw you, what was it? Six months later, five months later? Was it a year later? It was weeks, Melanie. It was weeks? Yes. Oh, okay. I did that the first weekend in August. Okay. And then we had our first group meeting. Okay. And so we did that leadership development program yeah. together. And the first day of that, yeah. we, we all gather at an ice cream shop or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting at the table. No. This was also hysterical because I do remember this moment very clearly of like, I was just looking for someone to like, I no, that's not true. I wasn't looking for someone. I went and hid in a corner. Not necessarily even hiding. I just needed my back to a wall uh-huh. because there was so much happening. Uh-huh. Lots of people. What was it, like 40 people? Yeah, new people. Yeah, all, all new met. people. Yeah. yeah. And then I I can't remember if I was sitting at the table and you sat down or you no, were you sitting and me. I sat down. You found me. And I sit down. <laughs> I actually, it's the only spot open. Okay. I'm just scanning the room to find like an open spot to sit. Oh, okay. And... The spot open was the one next to you. Oh. And I sit down and I kind of like get my bearings, taking it all in. And I look to my right mm-hmm. and you're there. And I go, oh, I've met you before. <laughs> and inside, inside I was like, oh, thank God. Someone I kind of know. <laughs> I just, yeah. And I go, do you remember me? I was the crazy lady that was excited about your name. <laughs> yes, I remembered her. <laughs> It was perfect. And then we chatted for a while. Yeah. And we it chatted. was great. Yeah, it was great. And then we did that first year program together. Yeah. In the same group. Yeah. And and then the next year we were in the coaching yeah. track. We were in coaching together. Track together. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was it for anything that we had for second together, year. Correct. Together. Correct. Mm-hmm. Together. But we were friends by that point. Oh, yeah. And hanging out by oh, that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And, um, but in that first year of getting to know you... Um, in that leadership development setting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You were just, what I loved was you were different, like you thought different and you were. <laughs> it's so fun hearing people's perceptions of me um, in their first, like in the first encounter, just mm-hmm. because I don't, it's just, it's just interesting. Right. Cause yeah. I don't have these perceptions of myself. Yeah. Right. And I, I have the same experience. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm such a little person. I don't realize yeah. how big I can come across. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, and I remember, I think, and I think the weird part about that first year for me was that I I was going through what felt like such a deep growth process Mm -hmm. that I actually, I remember people a a little bit, but it's not a ton, it's just not a ton, but that Mm -hmm. was also like seven years ago. Yeah. So it was a while ago. It was seven years ago. Oh uh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Time flies. Yeah. And so like looking back, I, there are elements I remember, but I also, you and the other people that are still in my life from that, I, it's almost like we adopted each other Mm -hmm. and then we just were friends. So even when I, even when I think back to, oh, that's when we met, I just kind of felt like they joined my life. Like they joined my life and I was never really without you. Like (laughs) it's a weird, like, you know, dynamic. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because it's not like we hung out all the time. Like No, you, we didn't. You had your group of girls that mm-hmm. you ran with. Yeah. And even though I didn't run with you and your group of girls, mm-hmm. I felt like I ran with you and your group of girls. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's just a weird experience. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Well, the, I think the whole dynamics, right, are mm-hmm. just odd. Yeah. And, and then we ended up living together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We were roommates yeah. for a little bit. Was it... A year? A little over a year? Yeah, like about a year. Yeah. Around a year. Which is super fun because I, there are two uh, married couples in my life that I was like, if I ever get a chance to live with them, it would be great. And you were one of them. Well, I got to live with both of them. That should be the episode. We should talk about that. That A whole episode of living together? No, like a whole episode of like what you learned as a single woman living with married people. Oh God. Negative and good and all. Like, all the things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. I think that'd be fun. Is it like gulp? <laughs> I'm uh, not scared. Okay. I'm not scared. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. I've had many single people live with me and I get yeah. lots of interesting feedback. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a really um, diverse experience, right? Yeah. Both he- like healing but also exposing in me. Yeah. Right? But I think that's how it is. Not just, I feel like that way with everyone I live with, right? Both healing, but then also exposing things within myself that like, mm-hmm. oh, I have, I have deeper preferences than I thought, or I do like this, or I'm not okay with this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I um, I had a thought and it just totally left. That's going to happen a lot on this podcast, by the way. That's okay. Yeah. It'll come back. <laughs> It'll come back. It um, does. So I want to talk about how, you know, we were both on this journey to become who we are today and and there's still more that we want to become right Mm -hmm. but using our skills of intuition using our skills of great questions Mm -hmm. using our own um, journey of health and growth Mm -hmm. to serve others you know um, we've ended up serving each other we've ended up coaching and consulting one another which is so funny because they say not to do that why uh, well, okay, so I'm currently um, being educated to be a licensed marriage and family therapist, and it's just one of the ethical things because we're in a friendship that coaching, being in a coaching or slash professional relationship kind of cuts ethics a little bit, okay. but as I explore more into it, I think it's it, how do you legislate boundaries, right? right? Which is what I'm, from my understanding ethics and all that stuff is actually legislation of boundaries. And so I think 
that's also an interesting dynamic that we bring to the table that like ethically maybe it shouldn't ethically in general right according to those ethics correct people do not recommend that but if you i think if you know how to do boundaries really well there are things that you can do i agree um, that that people just don't recommend in general i i I could see that because it's that thing like um you have to put the general standard out there that everyone can comply with right to keep a measure of safety yeah and to keep from things blowing up but for those who have open conversations, right. really great boundaries, honest, honesty, all of that, you know, yeah. if everyone was at that level of boundaries, mm-hmm. right, then I think the standard could be different. It could be. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, um, which actually I would say though, I just, yeah, just a thought. Go for it. I think some of our friendship though developed from realizing um like the strengths in one another mm-hmm. and and access you know like wanting to access those strengths so like hey you're really good at personalities right like you're really great at this and so right when you started coaching me for the first time was around some, some stuff with my son <laughs> my son was 14 at the time and um he, yeah you you were just so much you ended up having the same personality type, mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs type as him. Mm-hmm. And I was just so curious and I was like, oh, my son's not going to know how to communicate and open up to me the way I need him to so that I could serve him better as a mom. But you could communicate to me yeah. really well, right? Yeah. So you were coaching me on that stuff before we were really technically friends. That's true. And so our friendship kind of developed out of mm-hmm. some of those places where it's just like, oh, this is a strength of yours. What do you think? Yeah. And um, and vice versa. So, yeah. So we weren't friends coaching each other. We actually coached. Mm-hmm. Like, we leaned on each other because of mm-hmm. a strength there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, makes sense to me. Okay. If they have questions, they can ask. Yeah. Well, I love... So I want to talk about Blake. So <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Poor my son. I'm sorry, Blake. I'm not gonna dis- I'm not gonna disclose all your secrets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just your personality. Just your personality type. So, um, Blake at the time was 14, and um, you know, typical teenage stuff. Not wanting to do his homework, stuff like that. He wasn't caring about school, and. I was like, I don't know how to get this kid to do his homework. I don't know how to get this kid to do anything. And <laughs> it's all coming back. <laughs> and we did that Myers-Briggs test mm-hmm. in that leadership develop, right. development program. And um, I had my son do it. And you know how I got him to do it? No. I, and they have Myers-Briggs tests where it's like you can find out which Lord of the Ring character you are. Oh. Based on, because oh, yeah, yeah. they've applied Myers-Briggs yep. personalities to each mm-hmm. of those characters. Yes. And so I said, son, let's find out which character you are. Oh what is it? Which one is it? Do you remember? I don't remember, but I, we can maybe add a link Myers-Briggs is always the villain. Yeah. Or Myers-Briggs. Oh, do I remember like who he was? Yeah. Oh yeah. He oh, was, okay. he was, um, the Elfin King. Elrod. Oh, oh okay. El- Elrod. Elrond? El- no, Something that's like that. Elrond okay. Hubbard. No, we're not okay. talking about Elrond Hubbard. Anyways, people it's know. Elrond. 
It'll be fine. But it was the king. And uh, mm-hmm. and it's like the scientist. Yes. What Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. calls typically the scientist. Mm-hmm. And there's another term that they use typically. But, um, yeah, so he was that. And in Myers-Briggs, they have the, um, whether you're introvert or extrovert. Mm-hmm. And then they have whether you're intuitive or sensing. Mm-hmm. And then they have the thinker or the feeler. Mm-hmm. And then they have the, what they call judging or um, perceiving. Mm-hmm. And for those who want to know, Blake was an INTJ, mm-hmm. which is also what Shara is. Yeah, still am. Now, he's since done the test again. Right. And he's now an ENTJ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was 14 at the time. Right. You're still developing. Right. Um, so, anyway, for those who are Myers Briggs right. junkies and yes. want to know that information, yes, yes. right? So, you have the same. And when he did the test, he came up 100% thinker with zero feeling. <laughs> now, I am an <laughs> ENFP. I'm an ENFP. This yeah. is really bad as a mom. Yeah. No, it's not really bad, but... You just did not understand him. <laughs> I did not understand him. It's like speaking diff- different languages. Yeah. And, but you both speak English, so it's like... Right. You're Australian, and he's Australian, and you're from America, and you don't get their language, right? right. The words they use. So, you're trying to say the same things, but it's not communicating well. And so, I remember coming to you and being like, well, first of all, the guy that taught us the class, he said, you have to... Be really good at logically getting him to be emotional. So connect logic to emotions where there's like a good logic behind why that Mm -hmm. matters. Mm -hmm. And then he can see the value of it. Mm -hmm. And um, when I talked to you about it, you were like, I bet you when you go to like get him to do his homework, you're probably like, oh, Blake, wouldn't it be great if you just got your homework done? Because then you could go play or you could do this. And it was all cheerleader type language. And I go, yeah, that's exactly how I do it. And you're like, that's not going to work. It doesn't mean anything. It's not like, yeah, it's just so emotional. (laughs) It's too emotional. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I had to change all that. Yeah. And I, I would say like learning, like, Doing that process with Blake, it, it helped our relationship a ton. And um, I recommend that to moms. Like, if, if you can get a teenager to mm-hmm. take that test. Yeah. Just so you can understand them a little bit. Yeah. To figure out what language is he actually speaking. And then you can learn that language and yeah, communicate better to yeah, your Yeah, which makes sense. Because even, even to this day, the only reason um, that I can do the work with emotions that I do is because I have learned how to have value for them. Mm-hmm. But I have not always been that way. Like I, sometimes I still, when I hit emotions, I'm like, what is the point? Right. And I have to actually take a minute and like, right. oh, right. Emotions have value. This is what I mean. I'm just so extraordinarily logical. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not even, you know, there are personalities that are like that. It's yeah. not all trauma. Oh, no. you're stuffing mm-hmm. your emotions nope. or you're putting applying logic to emotions and not yep. valuing them right. because of trauma, there are personalities that just are mm-hmm. more logical. Yeah, and I would say the more that I've worked through my trauma and the more healing I've received, the easier it has been for me to uh, give value to my logic, mm-hmm. right? That, oh, it's not a safety mechanism. Oh, it's not this 
thing that I hide behind, I'm actually really incredibly logical and I just need to learn how to give value to the emotion when it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been an interesting mm-hmm. logic, logic based people are my jam. I love them. Yeah. I, I love helping logic based people connect to their heart. Yeah. Same. Because when they see that, oh, my heart has a voice mm-hmm. and it's not woo woo. It's actually very real. Right. It's, uh, I love it. It's well, my favorite. It's like an, an entirely different part of our being mm-hmm. that gives us a new way to experience the world. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. I agree with you. Connecting to answers that, yeah. yeah, have been locked up. I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, so, I just want to end by saying, like, you've coached me on several things mm-hmm. since then. Oh, and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why we've been talking about mm-hmm. this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, you've coached me on several things since, since then. And, um, what I love is how you think different. Mm. I love the different perspective than what I have. And so, um, you've helped me like ask different questions. You've helped me see a different point of view. You've helped me, um, hear deep, like even more deeper. Um, you're really great. Like the body stuff. Mm. You're so good at the body stuff. So, like... I love the body stuff. Yeah, I love going to you for the body stuff. But anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, Melanie cut, coached me in some things. Um, I've actually been through uh, multiple, <laughs> at this point, how many? Six different educational programs. Mm-hmm. Some credited, some not. And one of the things that I had learned after uh, programs is um, that there's like this processing, there's this processing thing that happens. And in order to assimilate what you've learned in the program, you have to, um, you kind of go through a year after whatever program it is that you've been to, no matter how long. You go through this year of like, how am I going to assimilate the knowledge that I've acquired into my everyday life? Mm -hmm. And so um, I had decided that I had hit a pretty big marking season in my life. I was 33 and I knew I was going to need help to process some of the pretty profound mindset shifts that I was encountering. And I think I was also coming out of, um, enmeshment. And so I think what I loved about your coaching, number one is the space that you held for my pain Mm -hmm. because I, I was just learning how to like, Oh, I get permission to have space for my, like I get to have pain. Yeah. And I don't have to run from it or hide it or fix it. Mm-hmm. I actually get to be with it. Yeah. And it's not, it can feel scary, but it's actually not scary. It's not overwhelming. So it just needs for me to be present with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I really felt like you helped with is the validation of my emotion in whatever interaction that I was, that we talked about in that coaching session. Because I think as I've come out of enmeshment, being able to have my own opinion and my own emotion about something has been terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because for so long, I adopted the emotions and opinions of other people because it was acceptable and I wanted it to be accepted. And so I think that was a really profound season where I learned like, oh, I actually get an opinion. I get an emotion mm-hmm. about this interaction that has occurred. Um, and, and honestly, I don't, I don't think I knew what to do with it at that time. Right. And so I felt like working with you felt very, um, it felt grounding Mm -hmm. and it felt, 
uh, I felt like you held space for me to find myself, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I think that's when you're going through pain, right? You can feel very swirly and lost and like, what's me and what's not me? And so, especially as I was going through those en- enmeshment wake up calls, like, yeah. oh, this is not me. And I get to, I get to decide that I actually don't like this and this isn't okay. Yeah. Um, and that was really profound for me. And those are things, I mean, I'm still learning, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How to have my own opinion and how to have my own emotion about things, even whether or not it's the same, right? Mm-hmm. That I actually get to have, I get to not agree with my friends. Yes. Yes. And um, and hopefully some people will hear that on this podcast. <laughs> like I want to, yeah. you know, like yeah. when when I'm talking about something, like for instance, the, I said coaching and you were like, oh, yeah. oh, consulting. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I was going to say disagreements. I think having a, I think this is what happens. It's very easy as a codependent or an enmeshed person when you're coming out of that uh, lifestyle or way of living, right? Mm-hmm. It's very easy to think that having a different opinion means it's bad, right? Because right? you or, haven't been allowed. Right. Or it conflicts or it means there's going to be a break in connection in yeah. a relationship. And I think that's what I've learned the, the most with you. And I think probably because our personalities are so opposite Mm -hmm. that like I have had to learn how to have my own opinion in relationship with you, but I've also had to learn how to make space for you to have your own opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But that we still maintain connection no matter what the opinion difference is. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that was my experience in coaching. It's great with you. I was honored that you wanted me to coach you. It felt safe. Mm-hmm. I think I needed someone. Well, and this is also why, because you, you knew, right? You knew some <clears throat> things that were going on in my life, and yeah. I needed someone who knew, mm-hmm. who knew both sides, who could ground me in. Because I think sometimes people can have a tendency to live in a delusion of, mm. like I'm the victim and everything's terrible. And right, right. I need someone who could look at both and be like, hey, these feelings are yes, they're valid, but some of them may be off, or some may be selfish, or mm-hmm. some may be because of pain and previous pain mm-hmm. and trauma. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you would do a really good job. Like you would not be partial right. to me or other people in my right. story. And right. I needed that. Yeah. I need someone to say like, Hey, Shraw, you're not being fair to this person, but I also need you to say, Hey, Shraw, you're not being fair to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that not fair to ourselves thing. Yeah. That's a big one. That was a big, you helped me a lot with that. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, right. I'm a person. Mm-hmm. I get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. You get to have a choice. Yeah. You get to have feelings. You yeah. get to have a say. You get to be in pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so used to doing that for everyone else. Yeah. It's a profound experience. Well, I want to end with the why. That's a good ending. Uh-huh. I think, I think why is probably going to, like, the theme. <laughs> yes. Or questions, at least, of our podcast. And... And I'm glad that we started with our relationship because it's our relationship that yeah. provoked the why. Yeah. Because I remember going to, like, we were hanging out, having, just having, as we were consulting yeah. with people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were having these, like, after talks, like, this is how I help them. What would you have done differently? Yeah. Or what's your perspective on this? What else could I have considered? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like the way I did this, but how would you have said it differently? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and so <clears throat> in those spaces we were having really great conversations yeah and I was like Shara other people need to hear these conversations (laughs) these are Mm -hmm. great conversations Mm -hmm. and so 
That was the why. And we yeah. even tried one time. Yeah, do you remember the tape? <laughs> I carried around this big chunk of tape in my car for the longest time. From that, you guys, we, we literally taped her phone to my dashboard. Like, the dashboard of mm-hmm. my car because we recorded us. Actually, it was a video, right? Yeah, it was. It was a video we recorded we while little, we were driving. Mm-hmm, yeah, we had a little mini tripod. <laughs> so that's all I had. I didn't have one for the car, and I didn't want to, right. we didn't want to invest the money yet. Yeah, because we didn't know. We didn't know. So we take <laughs> this little mini tripod that normally goes on a desk to yeah. the dashboard, Yeah. and we went for a drive. Yeah. And that was a great conversation. It was a great conversation. But I just didn't have the energy to... Well, neither of us had the capacity. Yeah. Yeah. No. Two years so, ago. Right. Two years ago. <laughs> so here we are. So here we are. Yeah. Um. Since then, we've had... Actually, other people come to us and say, you mm-hmm. guys should have a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm finally going to do this. Yeah. And so Well, and I think both of us <clears> kept, because <throat> I kind of felt like you would check in too. And I'd be like, oh, this is, I have this much capacity to show up in this way. And mm-hmm. I have this much, right? So I think we kept, kept, ugh, words, <laughs> checking back in with mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. And I think this was it. This was kind of the space where we were say, where we were like, Hey, our capacities finally match and we could actually do this. Yeah. So I'm excited to do this with you. I'm excited to do this with you too. And I'm excited for all the people that are going to join us. Yes, me too. I can't wait to hear questions. I can't oh, wait the questions to... questions are yeah. my favorite. <laughs> Post questions, please. <laughs> Especially hard ones. I really like... I love it when people... They're like, okay, sure, I've got this question. And they're convinced they've got the question that I can't answer. Right. Those are my favorite. Yeah, I love questions that I don't have the answer to, mm. and I help them figure out what's driving them to need that answer if they can't have an answer right now. Same. I love that. Yeah, because the question is very exposing. Yeah. yeah, and you can't always, sometimes, I mean, life doesn't always give us answers. <sighs> Isn't that real? Yeah, and so sometimes we need to know what's driving me to need to know this. What's yeah. the pain there? Yeah. What am I trying to protect? What are my human needs that are getting exposed mm-hmm. right now? Like yep. certainty or significance, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah. Yeah. one of my favorites. Okay. All right. Well, let's end this. Yeah. <laughs> let's end this, baby. All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Shira on Instagram at the grand story. It's a little weird spelled out. So here it is at T H E G R A N D E S T O R E Y. And you can find Melanie at melaniehuggard.com. We can't wait to hear from you.